Oh my God. Are we really in season two already? Hey, beautiful humans. You're listening to the Human Experience Podcast, hosted by me, Kiara Marie. I'm a functional nutritional therapy practitioner and a functional diagnostic nutrition practitioner. I'm here to share my human experience, as well as have these raw and powerful conversations with leaders in the health and wellness space. The Human Experience Podcast began because I truly believe our souls are here to experience a wide range of emotions, make mistakes, own our past traumas that led us to make them, and face our deepest fears in order to grow. The Human Experience is a conversation about self-development, conscious awareness, normal human responses, and connecting mental, emotional, physical, and spiritual health. The Human Experience promises to deliver authenticity and diversity. The Human Experience community is a group of humans doing the work so they can live their lives to their fullest potential and are here to break intergenerational family patterns that generations to come can too. At The Human Experience, we're diving deep. Thanks so much for tuning in. Enjoy the show. Hello, everyone. So this episode will be airing beginning of July, and I'm recording this the beginning of May. It's so crazy to me that I have this many episodes already. Um, I'm not saying that in an egotistical manner, but I say it because I've surprised myself so much. And I think when we all have, I think we all have this creative capacity within us. It's just about tapping into it and letting go of the energy that we attach to certain things in our lives that hold us back from tapping into that creative genius that we all have. So because I've let go of so many things in my life lately, that energy has allowed me to flow into so many different channels of life bettering myself, starting this podcast, investing in myself like I never have before. Man, it feels so good. So today on the show, we have Grace Borden. I found her on Instagram. I immediately reached out to her because I just felt like we were connected in some way. Like everything she was sharing, it was just so spot on where I was in life at the time. And I really think that I look at her and I'm six years older than her and I'm like, whoa, like you have transformed at such a young age. At 21, I was (laughs) drinking my ass off. Yeah. And I was partying and not, not that these are bad things. Like I very much enjoyed those times and I will forever cherish them, but I was very much asleep in a lot of my relationships with friends, family, partners, and I wasn't making conscious decisions. And I mean, everyone has their own journey and there's no right or wrong, but it just turns out that Grace um, has gotten on this path a lot sooner than I did, which I think is something to admire. I mean, she speaks so well, her cap, she writes so well, being a Virgo, she, she's a good writer, (laughs) um, but yeah, I just, I had to reach out to her, and 
I'm so glad that we were able to connect and she was totally open to the idea and she was so excited to be on the show. Um, so I'm really excited for you guys to listen to her story of getting off birth control, what that looked like for her and her thoughts and views on it and, um, how she was able to get off of it in a safe manner and the resources that she had on hand as well. And then that led into talking about her journey back to self, coming home, um, and the, the events that took place in order for her to get there. And of course, this is a never-ending journey, so I'm sure by the time this airs, something new will have happened with Grace, um, as she is a, a registered dietitian student, so I think um, that'll be coming to an end, and she's on her way to becoming a personal trainer as well. So I'm sure she'll become all of these things by the time this airs, and I am so excited for you guys to listen, so enjoy the show. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to the Human Experience Podcast. You have no idea how much gratitude I have for my listeners and just being able to be in a space to create and to speak with these incredible guests that I have on the show. It is truly a dream. And I wanted to take a moment to chat about my private coaching that I am offering right now. Um, I do offer three and six month options for those women who are my higher high achievers. And I feel like women in general kind of put a lot of pressure on themselves, whether it's internal or external pressure. Um, I've just been seeing myself included with my clients that the ones who develop symptoms, chronic symptoms, especially are the ones who are high achievers or, Put a lot of pressure on themselves or are easily stressed out. Um, just happens to be the way of the world and that's okay. Um, I've now been able to get to a place where I'm able to manage my chronic stress with some tools, which you have too. You have these tools. It's just a matter of accessing them um, and having someone who has been there and who can guide you throughout a process because I cannot tell you guys, I had my family and loved ones by my side throughout my entire journey, but they just never understood. They were there to support me and love me and tell me everything was going to be okay. But because I didn't have anyone who truly understood what it was like to be in my body, to, to feel how crippling it felt to experience the bloat that I did. I felt six months pregnant when I wasn't and just my cycles were all over the place like I was getting them 16 days late and it was it was mess and my acne and just going to the bathroom was a nightmare I I can't it just felt like the end of the world and at 20 something years old that's not how you're supposed to feel you're supposed to be out there living your life and not let another day pass because yeah, you only get this life once and you should live it to the best of your capabilities. So in my three-month and six-month programs, I do offer unlimited support via an app, which we call Voxer. It's like a walkie-talkie. It's pretty awesome. So any questions that my clients have, if it's relating to a supplement, something that you get in the grocery store, um, how you're feeling, whatever, you have me literally in the palm of your hand. Um, and then we do one-on-one, one-hour calls every two weeks and um, grocery lists, recipes, the whole nine yards to get you started. Um, and then we ad- address diet, rest, exercise, stress, supplementation, 
These are all things that will get you on the right path to healing. No more guessing games. I do as well offer um, functional diagnostic lab testing. So if you are far enough in your journey, you're not getting answers. You've seen several doctors. You're just, your symptoms are all over the place and exacerbated. That's when I will offer lab testing. However, I do see a lot of clients that have never even stepped into a grocery store or even have cooked anything healthy and haven't tried those simple steps first or not drinking enough water, you know, and so forth. So um, we will just start with nutritional therapy alone because I see it as a profound impact on your body just by making those simple changes. And if we hit a wall and you're healing or whatever, um, then we can definitely step in with some functional diagnostic lab testing. So three and six month programs, they are awesome and I love them so much and I love my clients dearly. Um, so if you guys are interested in hearing more and scheduling, scheduling a free symptom audit so that we can go over your symptoms to see if it would be a good fit to work with each other. Um, you can, schedule your free symptom audit um, in the link in my bio and my Instagram, or you can just shoot me an email at kiaramariewellness at gmail.com. Now back to the show. I'm going to include this. Oh my God. We're recording. I know that's so fun. Everyone, please welcome Grace Borden to the Human Experience Podcast. How are you? I'm good. I'm doing well. You know, we're in quarantine <laughs> while we're recording this. So this might air yep. when things might return a little bit more to normal, but you know, what is normal? <laughs> what even what is it even anymore? Is it? I don't know. I don't, I don't even know. <laughs> things are strange right now, but I think one thing I've learned is that there's no way that someone, anyone is going into this or coming out of this, the same person that they once were, even if it's like the slightest change, you know what I mean? Just Absolutely. Yeah. We're all going to be thinking about every, like even sometimes big things, but little things are Mm going to be very different too. Like even like shaking hands, (laughs) you know? Yeah. The small things. Um, Yeah. It's a huge collective shift. So hopefully this is a huge wake up call for everyone. But anywho, I'm so excited to have you on the show today. I want to tell everyone how I came across your page. So it was, I don't know, maybe like a month ago or something like that. I saw a post that had been shared on one of my favorite influencers. I hate that word. Just people, humans, (laughs) (laughs) accounts. Um, It was, if you guys follow Katie Hearn Fit and Hayden Schneider, they have a brand called Alani New, their supplement line. And they always share like testimonials and stuff from all their, their great customers. And Grace was a post that was shared and I was just so fascinated by her um, transformation. And I had to click on her page and find out more about this woman and gosh, everything about you. Like I just, I, I told her this, like, I had to Aww. message her. I was like, your vibe and everything just give off like this beautiful presence that the world needs, needs more of. And I just felt like we were on the same, like, or similar wavelengths. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Then I started getting more into your health journey and stuff and, you know, why you even got on balance and what was happening there. So why don't you tell us a little bit more about your journey? 
Yeah, so balance is the supplement um, from Alani New that I take, and it's a hormonal balance supplement. So it just promotes your hormones being regulated. And I came across that like right about the time they released it, um, I think is when I started it. So it's been a year, almost a year and a half now. And I was in need of this product because I had been on hormonal birth control for two, two and a half years. And I was just about six months off of it at that point. And I still just didn't feel right. Like I felt like my shit was just not in line. Like, you know, I didn't feel like I was back to myself or, you know, I just, I didn't know what that even really felt like anymore for me. So I just wanted something, you know, to help me find the source of my problem. And at least I would know that I was aligned inside Mm -hmm. hormonally, you know, Mm -hmm. so started taking that I've been on it for about a year and a half now and like within the first few months like I I really did see such a huge difference so it really changed my life that's awesome and I actually have the website pulled up in front of me just because um I forgot what the ingredients were but yeah they actually have really good ingredients even the other ingredients Mm -hmm. um because usually with supplements there are a lot of other fillers and stuff but these aren't bad and they're veggie capsules too which is nice um, yeah. but they have folate in there, which is the methylated form of folic acid, which is nice because, um, this is like a whole different topic, but those with the MTHFR genetic mutation, um, have a hard time converting folic acid to the methylated form folate. So it's already converted for you, mm-hmm. which is awesome. Not a lot of supplement brands do that. Um, and it also has dim, which is, oh gosh, di- I don't even know how to that everyone in the health and wellness community that I'm a part of knows what dim is. It's found in broccoli sprouts in large quantities. It's found in broccoli too, but in very, very small amounts. And that's why people consume broccoli sprouts for hormone balancing. And oh, I never even heard of yeah, that. Yeah, they're just cool. these like little green sprouts, I guess. Well, yeah, they're sprouts. But people <laughs> eat them by the mouth of this the, the handful, or you can put them on top of salads, on top of wraps, sandwiches. Um they don't really taste like anything other than green stuff. Um, they're not terrible. They're mm-hmm. not great in my opinion, but totally worth the benefits. Uh, really good in, in cancer prevention and all that good stuff. But yeah, mm-hmm. it's found in broccoli too, but dim, you have to eat like, oh gosh, cups and cups and cups of broccoli. And <laughs> not everyone can do that. Um, so broccoli broccoli sprouts contain a large amount of dim and it looks like they have glutathione. It's a liposomal glutathione, which is really good for detoxification. Um, and then alpha lipoic acid, which is a binder to, I'm assuming bind up the excess hormones that are are spent hormones that are found in the body and chromium Mm -hmm. and myonositol are really good for, um, blood sugar balancing too. So, this is a well-formulated uh, supplement. Like I would totally approve mm-hmm. it. And obviously you've seen um, a lot of benefits from it as well. So that's great. And um, so yeah. why did you decide to get on birth control in the first place? Um, so I was a, I think I was starting my senior year of high school at the time. And I was in a like serious relationship at the time. And honestly, I felt like I had no other choice. Like I just felt like that's just what you do when you're in a serious relationship with someone and not trying to get pregnant, I guess. Like that was literally just like, <laughs> like, for, so I started it because of that. 
And then right off the bat, like literally the next day, I was already having the worst time, like throwing up completely like sick. I would have horrible migraines and I already got the migraines with the twisting vision, you know, like the auras, that kind of migraine before. And like, apparently I read after the fact that if you're on birth control and you already get the migraines with the auras, your chances of like a stroke are increased by like whatever percent. I'm like, well, that's, <laughs> that's nice to know now. <laughs> but, oh my but, um, gosh. How scary. Yeah. I know. So I was like having these migraines, physically ill, like all the time. I tried three different brands. I was on the pill and I tried each one for at least three months three months because my mom was like, well, you know, your hormones have to get regulated to it. And so, you know, I gave each one a try and each one just completely effed me up. Like, and then like I, the real deal for me was the mental aspect of it. Like I felt so like just fucked up, like manic depressive every day, like high, high, low, low, just all throughout the day, like crying, bawling my eyes out every day for no reason. And like this went on for like two years, you know? And yeah, like it was just mm. the crazy journey with it. And I'm so thankful that I decided to stop that at some <laughs> point. And I'm also so thankful that I, you know, came across something that got me back yeah. in track, back in alignment. Yeah. yeah. So I had, I mean, I don't want to say a similar birth control story, but because I was only on it for a month but very similar symptoms. And I actually was just on a podcast episode. This should air after this one. Um, but the, uh, with a naturopathic physician and one of the mm-hmm. biggest, the main symptom that can occur after someone gets on birth control is depression. And I yeah. saw that too, like within a week I had gained 10 pounds. I was on the pill too. And oh I had, God been reading like yeah it's just water retention you know that's normal um but then I found myself at the dinner table with friends and I was just staring at my plate of food crying for absolutely (laughs) no reason and it it just felt like something was wrong and the only thing that I could relate it back to was starting birth control and I was like intuitively I was like this is Mm -hmm. not for me I I don't want to feel this way anymore like but that depression didn't stop there when I got off of it. I, it continued on yes. um, because it depletes so many vitamins like B12, uh, magnesium, folate. And these are all mm-hmm. essential for like happy hormones. Um, yeah. So it took some time for me to first lose the weight and then get back into fitness, which was always like a huge love of mine. But I had lost that, lost that in college because I was just – partying like crazy. <laughs> and then, um, yeah, so fitness was like a huge catalyst for all of this, but then yes. that led to some other health issues as well because I wasn't supporting my body properly and it was just all too much at once. And that's how I ended up with a whole bunch of other hormonal issues. And it's just been a long journey, but I'm glad that you yes. were able to stop it and find something that helps you. And then you live like a really healthy lifestyle anyways. So <laughs> when did fitness all start for you? Oh man. Um, so that's why I try to like reflect on my kind of like gym journey. How I, yeah, yeah my gym <laughs> journey. But like, I just feel like it's always been a part of my life. Like I played volleyball for like eight years um growing up and then 
as soon as I was old enough, my dad used to be a bodybuilder back in the day. And so he got me in the gym with him. I think I was like 14 or 15. I would go, you know, just mess around. He would show me a few things. And, but then once volleyball was over, um, I just got really serious about it. And it was a way of like my dad and I would spend time together. It was like our thing. So, um, but then it, it just became my thing. Like I just got super into it. So then when I went away to college, I continued and I just, yeah, like kind of like you said, it became really healing for me. Like the more I like would work on myself physically, I felt myself going mentally and it just like, like being able to push yourself physically, that mental toughness you get out of that, like translates into your mental toughness that you can apply to everyday life, Mm -hmm. you know? And like, I just, you know, so it was just very healing for me and definitely started with my dad, but yeah, yeah, it's grown a lot. And what, what sort of workouts, um, do you incorporate into your regular lifestyle now? And did that look different? Like when you were experiencing all that stuff hormonally symptom wise, when you were getting on birth control and off of it? Yeah. Um, so like reflecting on like my physical body when I was on birth control, I, I don't think I ever had the weight gain. If anything, like looking back at my photos, I am like stick mm. skinny. Like I, I, I don't know if it was because of that or I was always just kind of like lean, scrawny, <laughs> younger. And, uh, but like I, in the gym, I'd starting out, like my dad just had me, he was a bodybuilder. So I did bodybuilding style lifting, like targeting specific muscle groups. And, um, I continued doing that in college, like on my own. And I, I enjoyed that. And, but I, I kind of like got so into that, that I felt like I lost a little bit of my other areas of athleticism that I had with volleyball. So then I kind of started thinking, you know, like, I want to, I want to be able to run a mile. I want to be able to jump really high again. I want to be able to do this and that. So lately it's, and of course it's changed with quarantine and stuff too, (laughs) but lately it's been like a lot more about pushing myself past my mental limits. And then that like developing like this, just this strong mentality of like, no matter what I'm doing, physically working out, like I push myself. I, I try to break the barrier of, your brain's telling you, no, 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 stop, stop. And then you break past it and you just shoot on because, you know, because it's like a threshold that yeah. like, doesn't exist, but we like we think it does. It. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's kind of what my training has been like um, transforming into lately, but, you know, just without the weights now. So now that I don't have a gym to go to, I've just been focusing on running. But I think that throughout like my birth control journey, all that stuff, my fitness really hasn't changed. If anything, it's just gotten a lot more intense because I'm so, I've so deeply rooted my healing with it, you know? Mm, so yeah. yeah, it's been like your, your saving grace almost. Yeah. And then you are currently in school, right? Or you're wrapping, no, you just wrapped up, right? Or I have one semester one left, semester. but like I'm done for this semester. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. And you are becoming a registered dietitian. Nice. And then we chatted on the phone the other day about like the differences that you'll be incorporating, um, into your own practice because of the, Mm -hmm. the conventional methods that are in the USDA guidelines and all the recommendations that they make there with, what are some of the recommendations that they, they have on their guidelines? 
I mean, like, we're just taught everything that is basically on my plate. You know, if you've heard of my plate, that's the USDA's recommendation of how your plate, my plate should be broken down by food groups and stuff. So um, like three servings of milk a day, like, you know, just basic stuff like that, that I think people are starting to question now, if that's really, if that's really healthy or really what we should be doing. Um, We are, you know, still taught by like, you know, scientific back you know I have air quotes as I said that. like I, yeah, it's just because like I, I don't know when it comes to the USDA I'm like mm. who I don't know who's funding studies and stuff like that but we're just taught basic the general stuff that is conventional like you said so mm-hmm. um more research is always coming out it's such a like ever-changing field it so is. I'm excited for the future that mm-hmm. lies within that so mm-hmm. um I think what is important here, and like I am a holistic nutritionist and I have learned one way and then the whole other school will learn a different way. So there's like so much conflicting evidence. And I think at the end of the day, what works for one person will not work for the next. Yes, And it really, really depends on your background and how that then leans into your genetics and okay, mm-hmm. how is your digestion? Because someone with bad digestion might not do well on a plant-based diet or exactly. vice versa. Like it's, it's going to look so different for everyone. Um, so really working with someone I think is really beneficial too, because they can create like a customized program for you um, rather than just what my plate says and Exactly. Saying that goes for everyone in the world. Um, I don't think that's always the case. And you have to take into consideration any underlying comorbidities that someone might have um, within them that they don't know of or within their family, family history, you know, all that's so important. Uh Um, So going back to birth control, what were some of the other resources that you had on hand um, to make that decision to help you come off of it? Yeah, so I think we talked about this a little bit on the phone, mm-hmm. but I honestly don't remember so much of my life, like when I was <laughs> on birth control. Like I'm so serious. Like it's <laughs> funny, but looking back, I have like two memories from my senior year of high school, and you know, in then my freshman year of college, I was still on it. So, and like, you're my you're is... 21, right? Yes, okay. 21. When's yeah. your birthday? September 15th. Are you a Virgo? I am. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. We ta- I think we talked about this. I know yes, so many Virgos. Yes. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Okay. Sorry I interrupted. <laughs> no, you're good. Um, what was I saying? Oh, yeah. So I don't have very many memories. So I, it's kind of like reflecting on my journey is hard sometimes in that perspective. But um, I do remember, I think around the time where I was contemplating coming off of it, I came across Dr. Jolene Brighton's page Mm -hmm. and she is a, I think she's a naturopathic doctor. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So she has an Instagram page. It's just Dr. Jolene Brighton where she just shares all of these like amazing tips and resources and scientific articles, like studies done on birth control. And, you know, it was kind of like the voice that I needed to like push me to my not push me to my decision, but it was like the the evidence that I needed, like the validation that like I wasn't yes. just crazy. Like yes. this is like something that's fucked up in your body right now, you mm-hmm. know? And mm-hmm. so it's like I came across her page and you know, I do think that she um helped to support my decision. So mm-hmm. that's yeah. awesome. I love yeah. her. Um 
I think her book, is it actually called Getting Off Birth Control? Or what I think it's called Beyond the Pill. Beyond the Pill. Oh, my God. Yeah. I, I suck. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, Beyond the Pill by Dr. Jolene Brighton. And then I also told you about another book the other day, Woman Code by Elisa Vitti. Yeah. Um, I think that's how you say her name. Excuse me if I'm <laughs> incorrect. But those are great resources along with, I mean, so many other people in the field. Um, and you know, they make so many suggestions and I think you, I mean, still it's important to do like your own research and make sure that that it's not medical advice. So, Mm -hmm. you know, obviously for you and your body, it might not work. It might, I mean, you can definitely just take what you get from them and keep learning and keep running with it. Exactly. Um, uh, What other methods than the pill have you been incorporating to either prevent pregnancy or like what what are you practicing as a contraceptive and I say that in air quotes oh <laughs> uh, like I don't I don't I'm not with anybody so I literally <laughs> just don't have that issue I don't even have to think about it so um and you got off birth control but, a year and a half ago yes just about yeah okay so ever since then I mean, you I mean, you haven't been with anyone, so that was um, not like, really okay, a priority. I was with one person, yeah, I have been with one person, and like just you know, condoms. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, tracking your. Oh yeah, I got really into tracking my cycles after. Yes. Yeah, we talked about this after I got off. Like, mm-hmm. you know, our periods are kind of something that it's just like we want to acknowledge and think of it as little as we can. You know, it's just like something I- happens every month. You know, and. Often viewed as something terrible too. Yeah, yeah. And so I I'm sure I was just kind of like in the the norm, air quotes, of thinking in that way when I was on birth control, I just wanted it gone, like blah blah blah, as minimal as possible. And um so once I stopped, I kinda it kind of like I felt kind of empowered. I felt like I really made a decision for myself, you know, after I chose to come off birth control. Mm -hmm. And so then I got more connected with my cycle and got into tracking it and um, like tracking my periods, tracking ovulation, all that stuff. So I did, I was able to track ovulation, Mm -hmm. prevent pregnancy, you know, of course that's not like a foolproof thing, but it was just like, nice to have that app and mm-hmm. I think I use that flow yeah flow mm-hmm. and I also used clue at one point I had two apps but you know you really only need one you know and, uh, going back to the episode that I just recorded with the naturopathic physician she told me to check out the lily app um and it's a little bit more effective it's actually from uh yeah lily the fertility calculator on the app store I'm totally okay. gonna look into this afterwards after we hop off here because mm-hmm. um I'm looking at it now on on their website and it looks like I mean, for a true like fertility awareness method, um, especially those who for who are trying to 100% prevent pregnancy or get pregnant, um, temperature, cervical yeah. fluid, cervical position, um, all that stuff. It's those are the three things: temperature, first thing in the morning, tracking your cervical mucus, and the physician, which. That sounded so absurd to me when I first started to learn this stuff about a year and a half so I ago. Was like never, never would I do that. <laughs> never. Like, yeah. And it, you know what? Like from reading the book that I first was introduced um, 
to the fertility awareness, awareness method, excuse me, um, was tracking your fertility. I can't remember who the author is. I'll link it in the show notes, but Mm -hmm. it is this ginormous book and there's just so much information and cause people can do it wrong or, you know, there's, it's, it's a hard, it seems like a hard thing to do, but once you get into the flow of it, um, it just makes you feel so empowered. And yeah. what, I mean, the two things that I have been paying attention to were the cervical fluid and cervical position. So like your cervical position can be either firm, low or closed. And then your cervical fluid, like during four phases of our cycle, like follicular, um, your menstrual, which obviously you're bleeding and then your ovulation and then your luteal phase. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're going to look totally different during each phase. Um, and really getting to know your body is just so amazing. And then it, how it also impacts like your moods. Like for yeah. me, like I know when I'm ovulating cause I feel like on top of the world and it feels so good. Yeah. Yeah. It's so I, like, I didn't even know about any of the phases or anything until mm-hmm. like, I think I, when did I, I might have learned about it in like my lifespan nutrition class like where oh nice we that and I was like wow like we yeah. have phases I know, you know I didn't know I was like yeah. it's just your period that's what I thought yeah. like, you just bleed period, and that's it. not period that's period not period. yeah <laughs> exactly and I used to view it as like this this punishment I was like god like yeah oh, my period it sucks and I think I don't think you were really one when we chatted on the phone the other day to really experience PMS was that no, ever a thing no, for you I no never, never been tough for me yeah same here it was really I got like real bad breast tenderness like my boobs mm-hmm. felt so engorged <laughs> I was like I wish they hurt so badly and I like I couldn't even touch them. Like it was horrible. That was one big thing for me. Um I never really got hormonal acne. Mm-hmm. I did get the bloat. I I would definitely feel yeah. bloated and my breast my breast would hurt. But other than that, yeah. it wasn't too bad. Um I kinda always had like a, a regular cycle. It wasn't mm-hmm. like ever missed, which I know that's something that a lot of people in the fitness world are experiencing is just like missing, um, a period. Yeah. Once you get to a certain body fat percentage, like a lot of, uh, you know, competitors reach that point and yeah, that can be detrimental. Complicated, yes. Yeah. It's called amenorrhea. Yes. I think I'm saying that right. Yeah. And, um, yeah, it's, I've seen it too with my friends who have become bodybuilder competitors, bikini competitors, sorry. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I think I saw someone's caption. It's like the nurse pointed it out and said that's not normal. But she was like, but it is normal when your body fat percentage is slow. And I mean, I guess yeah. to a degree, yeah, it is quote unquote normal, but it, it shouldn't happen. And it's not safe. Yes, And that's something that like we see all these photos of like stage lean bodybuilder yeah you know when they compete they look amazing stage lean but that just goes to show that like stage lean is not a place where you're meant to be you know you're pushing yourself past the point of like normal efficient human functioning basically to get to this stage lean where you you know that's amazing and everyone that competes they don't stay that way forever around year round you know and that you know I think that we can kind of chase or start to like love the idea you know we see a person person with a six-pack and like all that they're ripped and can kind of start to like want to chase that but 
I totally was there. It's not healthy. Yes. Yeah, me too, for sure. So what are your thoughts and opinions on bodybuilding and getting from a really lean state to like then a bulking state? Yeah. Um, so I have considered it. My dad really wants me to, of course, cause he was a bodybuilder and yeah. um, it's been in the back of my mind for a few years now and everyone in my gym's like, yeah, do it, you know, but um, I don't know. I think like if I did it, it would really just be for the mental challenge of it. I, I'm really, you know, into that. And mm-hmm. um, I would love to see, you know, how I can push myself to that point. But like, you know, the toll it would take on my body is kind of, is something that I considered because I did struggle so for so long with hormonal imbalance, like I wouldn't want to throw anything off. And I think that is something that's, um, the I'm reason the why I haven't made the jump yeah to do it so mm-hmm. um but at least you have that awareness though going into it yes yeah but I do follow a lot of bikini competitors and you know they all talk about the value of a really good coach because there are coaches that can completely just f up your macros and stuff like that and just have you like eating so low and you know and then going into like bulking and cutting and all that stuff um Mm -hmm. I think the value of a good coach who knows that they're doing good experience it can be done safely Mm -hmm. yeah I agree um I keep deterring from (laughs) birth control but um what are your thoughts on birth control yes I wanted to say this I wanted I almost was like let me say one more thing yeah Um, I am not like anti-birth control. That's not the thing. Like I've had some of my friends, you know, who are on it or have an IUD or something talk about it around me. And then they get kind of like, con- like self-conscious about talking about it around me. And they're like, I know you, I know you don't, you know, approve of that. And I'm like, no, that's not the thing. Like I sw- like I'm not anti-birth control. I don't think Dr. Jolene Brighton is either. Like all the, you know, we are all just like pro knowing what the fuck you're getting into like (laughs) literally like just knowing the consequences like no because I was completely uninformed like I went to my family doctor he's like a 50 year old dude and I was like hey can I uh go on birth control and he's like uh yeah you know signs me up like that was it there was no conversation and like there was no talk about risks or like even like the stroke with the headache thing, you know, he didn't know I had that and that wasn't talked about, you know, and especially like the depression and the mental aspects of the symptoms I was about to deal with, like none of that was acknowledged. So I just will, I will share my story because I don't, I just want someone else to be prepared and know what they could possibly be getting into is all really, you know, Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I love how you're opening up about it. And yeah. I think that's the case with so many prescription prescribed medications. Mm-hmm. Like it's not something that's talked about and we're not going to read the little insert and in small letters. That is true. <laughs> that <come. laughs> yeah, it's it's <sighs> making that informed decision is going to be your choice. Yeah. And that's what we're trying to drive home here. You don't want someone else making that choice for you and you want to know all of the possible side effects that could take place. But sometimes birth control can serve a place for preventing pregnancy. Yes. Um, If someone is not ready for the fertility awareness method. Um, But 
what I'm seeing and hearing more of is that it's not because of that. It's because these young women are having really bad periods Mm -hmm. and are dealing with PMS. And they're like, okay, well, just get on birth control and that'll get rid of your hormonal acne. That's what I, well, I mean, that's part of the reason why I got Mm -hmm. on it. Um, Because I wanted clear glowing skin. I was hearing things about, it makes your boobs bigger. (laughs) And just like, some of my friends in high school got on it and just got on it because their periods are so heavy or, you know, they had really bad cramps and, and then they were on it and probably still are like they have had no problems. So then I started and I was like, I'm going to have no problems. And I'm I'm (laughs) like, it's just going to be like, so-and-so and and this girl, you know, I'll be good. And I'm just like, bro, that was not at all. (laughs) Yeah. It can be so different for everyone. And then also like the different types of birth control too. Like, um, for me, I was the pill. I know some people have had terrible reactions with, isn't there like a shot or something? Yeah. I've heard that too. The shot. The thing thing that goes. Oh yeah. The implant. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. That, freaks me out. Me too. Sorry. It freaks me out. Like I just like the idea of something just in my arm. I just and you can't can deal feel with anything it. in my body. I know. <laughs> I like, I don't know. I get, I get so like squeamish about that stuff. Um, but yeah, I think whatever works for you, yes. just be informed with any medical decision that you're going to make. For sure. Just be informed. Yes, and my Do friends, your own work. Yes. And my friends that had like a great time with it, I'm happy for you. You know, like, I'm not like, there's no hard feeling. I don't care that you're on birth control. I'm happy that you're happy and I'm happy that you're healthy. You know, that's really mm-hmm. all it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Um. Cool. Yeah. Well, I also, what I also love about your page is the, your captions. You oh, write you. like, and it's funny because I know Virgos are like amazing writers. Are they really? I don't know. See, I like love. I think astrology is so interesting, but I don't know how to translate absolutely any of it. Like I'm a Virgo and I have no idea what that means about me. <laughs> 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 it could be horrible, but that's so cool. I didn't no. know that. <laughs> so my best friend is a Virgo and yeah, great writer. She loves being outside. Like outside is where she thrives. Mm-hmm. Um, just being in nature and Virgos are also known to be perfectionists um, with their own things and just like super organized. Yeah. And um, I'm a Virgo rising. So like I wasn't into astrology all but maybe within like the past year. I mean, I've always like you, like was always like fascinated Mm -hmm. by it, but I just started to dive deeper into it. And so like my son is an Aries and I have a, a Taurus moon and then a Virgo rising. So it really helps explain because not every Virgo is the same yeah, because yeah. you have different birth times and birthdays um, and the place you were born yeah, matters. That makes and, sense. Yeah. So like those moon and rising signs, they're going to help you like just get to know yourself a little bit more. Obviously, like I don't like live of by course, astrology. Yeah, yeah. It's not like Okay, what's gonna happen today? Please tell me my horoscope. <laughs> no, uh, yeah, <laughs> no, it's just a fun way to get to know yourself. Yes. I mean, same with um, Enneagram. Are you familiar oh, with like the Enneagram? No, personality we test? talked about this so not in, in I can't. <laughs> oh my god, I talk about it with everyone. That's so annoying. Enneagram, whatever that personality test is called. I don't know mine. It's that's the number one, right? Where you're a one, two, or three, or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I've never yeah. done that, but I did Myers Briggs and. I love that personality test. It's so like cute online. Like it's such a fun test to just go and do. And I'm an INFJ. 
but oh my god I can't remember yeah, mine. they said it's like what is the that world's mean? rarest and I was like oh cool but it's like so rare. I know I'm like so rare <laughs> <laughs> it's like, uh what is it I is shoot it's ex- introverted I don't know oh. f is feeling and j is judging but I don't think it's like judging in like a judgmental way it's like versus judging and perceiving you're judging. I don't know. I would have to go back and read more about it. But. You know what? That rings a bell. Yeah. I was the same judging too, yeah. but judging and perceiving. I have to go back and yeah. read it too. Yeah, I'm going to link all these personality <laughs> tests like in the show notes because I think everyone should know. Yeah. It's fun. Um, but no, you are an excellent writer. I think. Thank you so much. It's so funny because yeah. I was just talking about this with a friend today and writing is like, I have always since I was little just filled notebooks filled notebook after notebook like I have some from when I was in like first grade and I was like I have a crush on so and so you know but I would like spill my heart out about it but like I would fill these like little diaries you know and that's just always been my like preferred form of self-expression has been writing so I appreciate that Mm -hmm. I love that. So ever since you were little, it, that's kind of always been a thing. But I feel like the captions that you do share are relating a lot to like self-development. What can you attribute that to? Yeah. Um, so the self-development for me has also been like a long time coming. Um, I think I just went through some really, really dark times with myself, like starting at a young age. And it has all taught me so much to to feel very grounded in who I am now, basically. Like I had to overcome a lot within my own head and within myself. You know, some of my earliest memories are me writing goodbye letters to my family and my friends when I was like, 10 like we were in our old house I remember you know it's just like I've always oh, yeah like I, like awesome. vividly you know and just like with meaning and like intent behind it I'm like what the fuck I was like 10 years old you know and <laughs> yeah so I just started going through that wait you still have these letters oh, no no, no. Oh, okay you just remember <laughs> yeah, that. that's like one of my <laughs> earliest memories and just already feeling wow. very like dark you know so I have just kind of had to fight my way out of a dark place for most of my life, to be honest. And I think that has just made me, you know, it, it that whole, my whole life has kind of been self-development in a way. So getting to where I am now, which, you know, I am happy. I don't feel dark anymore. Thank God. And, you know, I, I love sharing that. I love writing about it. That's a lot of what I think about. So it's a lot of what I write about, you know, and yeah, so I, it does come out. I do share it sometimes on <laughs> my Instagram captions, but yeah. <laughs> I love that. Um, what other like self-care or like daily practices do you do to continue that self-development? So yeah, the, the exercise has been one of the most healing things for me. Um, honestly, writing, I, I don't want to say meditating, like sitting with my legs crossed in my fingers you know but like I do like reach a meditative state every day you know whether that's through running or through Mm -hmm. exercising or through writing at some point like I am in my thoughts in like with myself you know I I just take time to myself every day but you know that can look different for everybody because I am a very big alone time person like I I take I think 
the best way to put it. That's another Virgo yeah. thing. <laughs> I think the best way to put it is to recharge in whatever way that looks like for you, you know? So for me, like I have to spend a large portion of my day alone, you know, and just really like showing up for myself, pushing myself past my mental limits physically, like with exercising and stuff has been huge for me because, you know, just like I said earlier, that translates into mental strength in the other areas of your life. And so I found that in a time where I was like really, really dark, depressed, bad, and that has helped me so much by doing that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> with someone who might not have that inner strength or that mental capacity, what recommendations would you give mm-hmm. to them? If if they if that's like a goal of theirs, like oh my god, that sounds so cool, Grace. Like I want to get there, but I just I don't have that in like me the right motivation now. to push yourself physically. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm, I guess I would just okay. Yeah, I would just turn into yourself. Like get rid of your distractions, you know, and just look at who you are and take away the things that you think are who you are, like. So something for me, like I was really, really resonating with lifting. And then Mm. I like really, really hurt my back. And so I couldn't Mm. lift for like a few months. And so I felt like that was kind of life's way of being like, okay, you, you kind of embodied this whole lifting thing for a while, but now who are you without it? You know, what kind of person are you going to be now that your favorite thing is taken from you for a while, you know? So it's like, just get like, kind of like stripping yourself of all external things like who are you just really like spending time with yourself looking inwards what do you value asking yourself a lot of questions so many things in my journal are just questions and I'm like literally talking to myself like question and answer question and answer you know Same. I love that <laughs> yeah, but it's I so love valuable it. like the conversation with myself you know yes mm, yeah at the end of the day you're all exactly. you have. You you have to be able to sit with yourself. I just wrote my journal yesterday. I was like, I'm so glad I became my own best friend. And I was like, that's kind of sad, but like, I'm so glad. Like, you know, I love just hanging out with myself. And there's so many people who really don't ever even listen to themselves or sit with themselves, you know, or know, get to know themselves really. And like. So has that not always been a thing for you? Like you just said you had to learn to be like your own best friend. Yeah, like I think I. I've always been self-aware, but um, like I said, I, I struggled from a young age. Um, so I'll just tell you, like I, from a young age, I was enduring like emotional and mental abuse for a lot of my childhood from an immediate family member. So I developed like just this like really shitty vision of myself, you know, like Like, I just really hated myself. I remember crying to my mom, like, when I was little, like, I just hate myself. Like, you know, that's, like, so horrible. Like, and then then I got into high school, and I found myself in, like, I always kind of think of it like a predator-prey relationship, like, with an old, like, an older Mm -hmm. boy. And, um, but I had such a depleted self-esteem and self-image that I wasn't, you know, aware enough to see it for what it was and got kind of trapped in this like, quote unquote, relationship that ended up becoming another very abusive situation for me. So that led me to a very dark place. Um, 
I, you know, throughout all this time, I was self-harming. I was depressed, like from, you know, the age of like 12, 10. And then that's when everything got really, really bad because of that relationship. I had so much Mm. self-hatred after that and guilt for like, why did I let someone, you know, do this to me? You know, like, I just didn't know any better. And, and like, that's something I've had to work on a lot of forgiveness with is forgiving myself for not knowing better at the time. Yeah. Mm. And Mm. so after that, um, that's kind of where my journey started, really, because I was in such a low place because of that, like, it, it took a lot of work to find myself and this is something I wanted to make sure I said today that like this healing journey that we're talking about is not pretty Mm -hmm. like it's not like just sitting there legs crossed prayer pose peaceful (laughs) breathing and you suddenly are alive you're yourself again you know like it's not like that it's like it's messy it's crying it's like ups and downs it's not linear like you're gonna be going up and up but it's gonna look like ups and downs on your way up you know and and like Mm. it's just always been coming home to myself coming back to myself and just man like it's just been it's just a constant journey and I think another thing for me is accepting that there's no end point there's not like I'm never gonna stop trying Mm. to better myself because there's no even if I run a like a triathlon like that's not I'm not just gonna quit you know like there's always more to work towards and that's the same in physical goals and who you are as a person and so no I haven't always been like self-aware or like felt like I knew myself like I was very detached from myself from a very long time and it took seeing the darkest parts of myself and and not looking away and looking into it that kind of got me on this road, you know, of self-discovery and healing, I guess. Yeah. Oh, that was a lot. <laughs> you just blew. No, you just blew my mind. Like I can see so much really? of myself in you. I remember when I was a little girl, I, I didn't really endure a lot of, I mean, yeah, I guess it was, you know, stuff mm-hmm. with my dad. Um, But at one point, I have this vivid memory. I talk to my mom about this all the time when she listens to the Mm -hmm. show. But it was – I felt neglected for some reason, even though, like, I had, like, a really – good childhood. And this is what I, one thing I want to emphasize, like just because it looks like you have a good childhood on the, ex- on the exterior, like doesn't mean that you know, a child doesn't experience emotional ups and downs. Like children do experience yeah. that from a very young age and we're, they're like, they're just tiny humans. That's all. Um, mm-hmm. So one, one night I felt this urge to cry to my mom and say, why do you love Brandon's my brother, my brother. And I was like, why do you love Brandon more than me? Aww. And I was crying to her. I ran downstairs and I cried in the kitchen alone. Oh my God. And I was just, yeah, I just like had such deep emotions at such a young mm-hmm. age. And like you, I wrote in my di- diary all the time um, with a little key. Oh my God. <laughs> I definitely it. had a key. It was so funny. But, um, I think uh, most of us girls did, but I, yeah, from a very young age, there's that. And then I 
just didn't know the foundations to like a good, healthy relationship. So I entered a relationship in high school. Yeah. Um, I entered a relationship in high school and the guy that I got into a relationship with, and there's no Mm -hmm. hard feelings against this guy. We just were both very young, but um, it was very toxic. It was very like up and down, didn't know what was going on. There was cheating, there was lying, there's mm-hmm. all that. Um, and I wanted to cling on because I developed this form of codependency and that all ended like before I went to college. And, but I didn't sit with myself like you did. I didn't like go inward like you did. I just went and jumped into the next relationship. Mm, okay, yeah. And whatever. Mm-hmm. I get that. I yeah, yeah that's so I feel like I, so many girls, it's like you don't even give yourself that time almost to like who am I without this person? I don't know, let's go see who I am with this person, you know? Mm-hmm. And like I have always been the kind <laughs> of person who's like, I don't want a boyfriend. I like being alone. So when I like kind of found myself in this like relationship, I was like, I don't know, but it it like did some okay, this is what you reminded me I wanted to say. Um, that most of your I heard or read somewhere that most of your personality or, you know, subconscious thought processing stuff is formed between the ages of two and five. Yeah. Ooh. So it's like you don't even remember the things that like created who you are, kind of, you know, and so that's why I love this like inner mm-hmm. child healing stuff that I'm seeing more about. Yeah, it's yes. like Rising Woman page yes. posts it, posts yes. it, and the holistic psychologist on Instagram talks about it all the time. And I mm-hmm. love that because I have also been writing in my journal more about like this is like I owe who I am now to who that little girl was, you know, like and like mm. I would I want I've been meaning to write a letter to myself, you know. I just think that'd be so nice to write a letter to who I was you know, five years ago, 10 years ago, just like, it's okay. You know, like I forgive you and, you know, just a bunch of nice stuff, but yeah, the inner child healing is so interesting. And it is so beautiful. It's something that I wasn't exposed to like you until recently. And I just, I mean, that inner child still lives in us and we have to make sure that we're nurturing her and holding her and holding space too, because I feel like mm-hmm. my trauma wounds are still healing and sometimes they do want to sure. take the front seat and drive, but doing that work has been so helpful. And like Grace said, it's not, it's not pretty. It's not pretty, but yes. you just inspired <laughs> me because I've been wanting to write a letter to my, my past self and I'm going to do mm-hmm. that tonight. Yeah. I think oh, so. <laughs> um, Wow. I love this conversation and I love you. This is awesome. Um, What has been your biggest life lesson so far? Oh my gosh. Wow. Um, Okay. Can I have more than one? Can I have like a few things? (laughs) So one would be, (laughs) I can't just pick one thing. One would be to stay open. That's something you know, I've kind of had with me for a long time, stay open to everything. Like don't close yourself off to one way of thinking or one way of looking at things, uh, opportunities, you know, one life path, like, you know, just stay open in your mind, in your life, in your Mm -hmm. passions, just allow that openness will allow 
so much more to come to you, you know? And then <laughs> something else I've been thinking about a lot lately is, um, shoot, I just had it. Oh my gosh. Oh my God, I just drew the biggest blank. Stay open. And there's something about, oh, like facing the things you don't want to face is so huge for me. And I feel like that was super transformative. Like look directly into your own darkness, you know, like the things that come up for you, like your struggles or your memories that was, that used to be like really haunting for me, my memories. Like I would have really horrible, like nightmares and night traumas about certain things and, you know, deal with it, deal with that shit, like just straight up face it ask yourself, like, why is this triggering to me? Like, why, why do I react this way when someone does this, you know, just facing all parts of yourself and accepting all parts of mm. yourself while working towards, you know, just this constant healing that that's really all we can do, you know, is heal ourselves. And yeah. Yeah. Heal ourselves, heal the world. If yeah. you're not familiar with, um, Mark Groves, Create the Love on Instagram. Highly recommend. He says that all the time. And I'm like, yes. I haven't heard of him. Um, yeah. Okay. Awesome. Well, we've covered so much today, Grace. Thank you so much. This has been such a beautiful conversation. Truly. Thank you so much for having me. This has been the best day ever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I, I do have one more question for you, though. Okay. So it is the human experience podcast and I wanted to know what makes you human. Mm, I love this question. Okay. Immediately I kind of think of imperfection and vulnerability and truthfulness and who we are, you know, just I think the more that we can all just like stop giving a fuck and just be who we are like that's so beautiful when you let people in when you when you show your true colors at all times like that vulnerability is kind of like such a powerful tool that we have as humans and we so often suppress that in ourselves you know and I think just embracing our imperfections and staying open and vulnerable is just really all you can do as a human, you know? That's what makes us human. That's what you asked, isn't it? That was the question, right? <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> that was the most beautiful response that I think I've heard. Oh, it's amazing. <laughs> See, you're so good with your words. I love it. Oh my gosh, thank you. Wow. <laughs> um. Also, where can everyone keep up with you? What can we expect from Grace in the coming years? Oh my gosh, there's a lot to expect. I was just thinking about this. I feel like life is just like changing really quickly for me right now. Um, you can follow me on Instagram. It's just Grace Borden. Yeah, I had to think about it. Yeah, it's just Grace Borden. It's just my name. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and... Um, yeah, I'm actually taking my personal training exam this month, and so I'll be certified in that soon. Within the next year or so, I'll be a registered dietitian, and so yeah, there's going to be a lot going on in the next few months and years, and who knows, so 
Yeah, I can't, I can't, thank you enough for having me. Thank you so much. This has been so fun. Oh my gosh. No, thank you. I'm honored to have you on the show. You guys know where to find Grace now, so be sure to keep up with her. She's such a beautiful soul. So I know you guys would love following her. So until next time, guys. Thanks for listening, guys, to another episode of the Human Experience Podcast. I do always appreciate your love via Instagram DMs and now any ratings or reviews that you have to give my podcast. I would love to hear your feedback. I'd love to hear your thoughts on it. Um, And of course, feel free to share with friends and family so that others can hear my voice too. Until next time.